Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dennison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball Hello and welcome in game day for the Indiana Hoosiers. A tough matchup at home as they will take on Wisconsin tonight. Also, the start of boys basketball sectionals across the Hoosier State tonight. I will be in Seymour. Going to be a great evening of games. We'll talk about those coming up in just a bit. We'll talk about the IU matchup coming up in just a bit as well. I do want to say we've already had a lot of people ask the sectional games tonight obviously will not be on the Big X because of Indiana. So tonight's sectional games will be on a sister station of us here at the Big X, and it's WFIA, and that is 900 AM and then 107.3 FM. Those are the two ways you can tune us in tonight for two really good, I think, first-round games from Seymour on tap. There also is streaming available online as well at the WFIA website. You can check that out at WFIARadio.com. Just click the Listen Live button, but please help us spread the word because I know a lot of people aren't thinking about Indiana right now. They'll tune in looking for Seymour sectional coverage tonight, and you won't find us. We'll be on 900 AM and 107.3 FM. So if you can't make it out to a sectional or you're going to another sectional, uh, find a way to tune us in. We'll keep you posted the best we can on scores from across the area tonight. But just a very, very busy Tuesday night of basketball with Indiana playing, obviously other college games of interest as well. And then, of course, most importantly to a lot of us this time of year is high school hoops and the Seymour sectional, one of the great places to be uh, in the month of March at this time of year. We're just a few days away from the start of March Madness officially. And uh, so some great games tonight. Uh, Be interesting to see how things play out this week at all the local sectionals. It's going to be interesting to see how things play out with Indiana tonight. It's a good Wisconsin team coming into town. It's an Indiana team that desperately needs a victory. Maybe a shot of energy on their home court can help them to some success here for a late season win against Wisconsin. Obviously, it's a lost season, I think, as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned, but a late victory over a ranked opponent would be a big deal for this team and As odd as it might sound, some momentum for Mike Woodson and the staff as they head into the offseason. I mean, what what would the offseason be like? What would our shows be like? What would your feeling, I'm assuming most of you are are pretty diehard Indiana fans, what, what would the feeling be like if Indiana loses out the rest of the way? If Indiana were to lose, what would it be, their last seven or eight games of the regular season dating back to their last victory? Um, it would be a lot better to have a couple victories here as things move forward, we think, with Mike Woodson. But definitely a big one tonight for Indiana. And uh, at this time of year, um, with uh, no place to go as far as the NCAA tournament, 
you would think that a big thing you'd be playing for is pride, maybe to show fans and your school that, hey, you're not as bad as what maybe the record indicates. There just have been some issues with whatever it may be this year. But that just hasn't been the mantra or the feeling that I think any of us have gotten from this team, uh, even the last few games. The effort doesn't seem to be there, especially defensively. And obviously the shooting woes just continue to almost get to a, a ridiculous level. So we'll see tonight. It used to be, and I've said this earlier in the week or last week, but it used to be when Indiana played at home, no matter how bad they had been beaten on the road a few days before, you could factor in the big fan advantage and the home court advantage for the Hoosiers and expect a, a pretty reasonable game and that Indiana would be competitive and maybe come back and bounce back with a win. Uh, that feeling, that home court advantage, I feel like for Indiana has has went away with this team over the last month or so of this season. The home court doesn't seem to make any difference when it comes to shooting or when it comes to success or wins. Uh, they've taken uh, a lot of big ones and some they should have never lost, I think, at home uh, just as much as they have on the road. So we'll talk more about Indiana and Wisconsin coming up in just a bit. But again, a very, very busy night of basketball here on our network of radio stations. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a few moments, our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. More on IU Wisconsin. We'll go around the local sectionals tonight as well. Also coming up later in the hour, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join for his his weekly chat. And so we'll really dig into the IU-Wisconsin matchup tonight. And as it goes every day with all of our IU experts, as we call them, that join the show, we'll talk about what the future of this team is like and what would happen if they were to lose out and fin- finish the season uh, un- on about as low of a note as you possibly could. Uh, so we'll, we'll discuss that and recruiting and more with Mike when he's with us a little bit later in the program today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check them out today for great sandwiches, salads, and soups, all wonderful stuff at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. So we'll give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Uh, Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. That's your opportunity to ask questions, sound off, bring up other topics that I might not uh, otherwise discuss on the program. We'd love to hear from you. Are you going to a sectional tonight? What's your prediction on the IU-Wisconsin score tonight? Uh, What are your thoughts on Coach Woodson and the Hoosiers as far as moving forward with this program? 502-414-1450. Just save that number in your phone. We love to hear from you. 502-414-1450 is the number that you can text. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher, to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today. Excuse me. Sounds like I need an icy cold thirst quencher myself. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line uh, today, 502-414-1450. Justin Kalen, Mr. Producer, are you there? I want you to join me for just a moment. I'm here, yeah. All right, last night, got in pretty late, a little tired, but one of my traditions heading into March Madness, the start of the high school tournament, and obviously a great time of year for college basketball as well, 
for whatever reason, is to try to watch the movie Hoosier sometime this week. So I had it recorded on my YouTube TV, pulled up Hoosiers last night. And I know that with class basketball, the opportunity of of that storyline, a really, really small school way out in the country in Indiana, the back roads in Indiana, to beat a big team like a Muncie Central in real life, which Milan did, or South Bend Central, excuse me, as it's uh, shown in the movie, uh, a fictional school, or at least a school that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, It's not really that possible. But that movie, despite being so dated and despite being a classic, it, it just resonates with me this time of year. Maybe it's the upbringing here in the state and basketball always being important, always watching Indiana games, always going to high school games. I don't know. But this time of year, nothing hits home like the movie Hoosiers as we get ready for a great week of high school basketball. Well, that, that's a very interesting tradition that you've got there. Maybe I need to think about doing something similar. I, Hoosiers is one of those movies that I've seen a few times, but it's not like I don't go out of my way to seek it. It's, it usually if it's on the TV, I'll flip it on or whatever. But, yeah, it's interesting. I, I might have to come up with some sort of tradition myself for sectional time. Yeah, I don't really know how that came about, but – it just is a good reminder about how special basketball is and has been for so many years in our state. And I was going to ask you your favorite part of the movie. You know, as we come back into the show, we have some rejoins that uh, Trevor made years and years ago that have some of the great clips from the movie Hoosiers. And and none of those are really my favorite, but I was going to ask your favorite moment. I'll, I'll tell you mine. It's, it's clear cut. Uh, when the coach is potentially getting fired, there's been a referendum called, They gather, I think, at the church or the town building on a Saturday to uh, basically call for a vote. There are paper ballots handed out. Uh, The coach actually shows up, and he basically apologizes for nothing. He's trying to coach basketball the way that he knows and grow the the young men into into adults and future leaders. And he gives his little 30-second spiel about why he should be retained, that he's not going to apologize for anything. All of a sudden, there's some commotion, there's some movement in the back of the room. And Jimmy, Jimmy Chitwood, the the key player for Mm -hmm. Hickory that didn't try out, didn't start the season on the team, he comes up to the door dribbling his basketball and walks into the room. The room goes silent. And he walks up front, tells him he has something to say. And uh, he says, and I think all the leaders in the room, they kind of have some smiles on their face. They think Jimmy's getting ready to say, you know, when there's a new coach, I'm, I'm coming back out. I'm ready to play. And he says the opposite. He says, you know, I reckon it's time I start playing basketball. And everybody cheers and applauses. And he says, coach stays, I play. Coach goes, I, I go. And uh, that, that to me was just a, is a classic part of the movie. Not a lot of words from Jimmy Chitwood throughout the movie, but uh, a key moment in that movie that, I don't know, that's my favorite, Justin. I don't, do you have one? I thought, I was sure last night when I was thinking about it, I'm going to talk about Hoosiers for a couple minutes on the show Tuesday. I was sure that you would love that movie and have maybe multiple key parts that you would be able to talk about. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that movie. I've just, I did not have it on my bingo card today to be well-versed in the movie Hoosiers, <laughs> or I would have maybe watched it in the last couple of years. It's honestly, it's probably been close to 10 years since I've seen that movie. So E me, I need to, I need to go back and rewatch it again. It sounds like, because I mean, I do remember that scene you're talking about. And of course, when they're playing the state title game, that, that whole scene's a lot of, a lot of fun as well. 
well. So, yeah, you the only thing you've done here today is remind me that I need to go back and watch Hoosiers at some point. Although, with it being tournament time, it's going to have to be put on the back burner for a while. But, yeah, I, I do need to do need to tune in for it for sure. All right. Well, I was going to give you some homework this week to try to squeeze I, in. I've got it now. Pick up a couple hours of Hoosier so you can get in the fields, get all the feels, uh, get the right vibe, Justin, for this <laughs> week by watching one of our uh, great pastimes here in the state. I haven't had homework in probably 12, 13 years, so appreciate <laughs> having some now. I'll get that done for you. All right, report back on air. Let us know what you think about <laughs> Hoosiers do. when you have an opportunity uh, to rewatch it. Maybe you can tell me if it helps get you in a good mood for the, the high school basketball and, and other important basketball that will be played this month. Uh, While we have you, let's talk a little bit about Indiana and Wisconsin tonight. We'll get more into the game and the matchup with Mike Schumann when he joins us in the next segment. But for this Indiana team, you know, I'm not a fanboy. I I enjoy covering the team. I enjoy talking about Indiana basketball, the good and the bad. I really love to hear the great guests that we try to put forth on this show each day, reading their websites, their coverage, their newspaper stories, whatever trade they come from. And it's always interesting to hear from the fans as well. We get, uh, seems to be a lot more text when things are rolling really good for Indiana or when they're really bad for Indiana. And they've been really bad now for a number of weeks. So with that being said, um, I just don't see a path for a victory tonight. Anything's possible at Assembly Hall, but as I said earlier, I th- feel like this team has even lost the home court advantage that always has existed at Assembly Hall because of the crowd and the special environment that's there. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong in saying that. I, I do feel like the, the home court advantage also is gone. But when I look at this game tonight, it's one of the last few attempts that Indiana has to, to win a game. And I know Wisconsin's played okay this season. I think they're 18-9. and nine. Yeah, 18-9. and nine. But ever since Indiana played them last, they have really struggled. I think 5-5 five and five in their last 10 since Indiana played them. So it, they haven't been playing all that great as of late. Maybe you'll get a good crowd tonight. Maybe you'll get some, some fans that are back in the team. The one thing I do not want to hear, Matt, and, and this starts with the guys on the floor and, and the way they're playing, is I just don't want to hear the boo birds. I mean, that, that doesn't solve any issues for anybody. All it does is is drag the players down even further, coaching staff too, for that matter. And just, I mean, I guess it makes the fans feel better, but it shouldn't. And, and that's what's been really frustrating for me. I hate, hate boo birds. You know, it's hard to tell on television because of sound and audio and obviously some of the things that happen over a timeout, they get out to a commercial break so quick and come back just as the ball is ready to be put back into play. You don't get some of that stuff on television. Um, I've seen some tweets and I've seen some things on social media about fans, you know, booing. Uh, Have you been to a game or do you know exactly how bad it's been? Because I agree with you. If you're a fan of a team, of a college, of a school, whatever it may be, uh, I think it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to sit around the water cooler at work and and maybe have some negative comments to make. But at the end of the day, man, Assembly Hall has a great reputation. Indiana's fans through the good and the bad, and there has been a lot of tough, a lot of bad times for fans to go through. I was thinking about that the other day as well. But they still have a reputation of being just rabid fans that know everything about the game and are very educated fans, and they know everything about recruiting, and they make recruits' visits to Indiana extra special because they're recognized like celebrities everywhere they go. Uh, But you hate to see anybody 
uh, ruin a long-term reputation. And not that a couple games or one season is going to take away from the tradition of Assembly Hall or the fans. But I agree with you, as frustrating as it is, as ugly as it is, and my gosh, the shooting is so bad for this team, mm-hmm. um, I, you don't want to hear the boos in Assembly Hall. I, I, I just I think that is classless. Yeah, I mean, I haven't personally been to a game, but I can tell you from the Northwestern and Nebraska games, those the boo birds were extremely loud. It was very audible coming over the TV. So, yeah, I just I don't like seeing that sort of stuff. Like I said, it just it does nothing to help anybody. And if it makes you feel better as a fan, I guess that's one thing but it's not going to help the team. The, you you think these guys on the floor don't know that they're stinking right now? You think they don't know that th- their shots aren't falling the way they should be? They know that they're struggling. They know that they're not playing well, and they know that Indiana fans want to see nothing but a win. Now there's, what, four games left in the season the wins are going to be hard to come by when you break down the schedule. I mean, you got at Maryland, at Minnesota versus Michigan State. So I guess – Technically, that Michigan State game is winnable. They dropped to Ohio State this weekend. So, yeah, they're not playing very well either. But you've got two more opportunities at home. And while it may seem far-fetched, I do think it's two opportunities for Indiana to win games. So, hoping that the fans just come out, show their support for this team. I mean, they're they're trying. That's that's one thing you could say. That's It hasn't worked out, but they're trying. You brought up a good point. You know, Ohio State, uh, since they have fired Chris Holtman, uh, has defeated Purdue, I think number one at the time, number two maybe, and then they just defeated Michigan State, who's not at all having a great year, but they're okay, they're solid. Two major wins for Ohio State when a lot of people thought they would pack it up and be done for the year. Mm-hmm. Their season has been every bit as bad, if not worse, than Indiana's. I mean, Chris Holtman fired in the middle of the season. It just was a few years ago that he was a hot name still in college basketball. So that said, that's an effort here to close the season that isn't going to get Ohio State in the NCAA tournament. It's still not a good situation in Columbus. There's obviously going to be a coaching change. I don't think anybody expects the interim to keep the tag and remain there as the head coach. But uh, it's an opportunity for those players to show their school, their fans, that hey, we're we're still competitive. We're still very much committed to this. We're still very much caring about this program. And the opportunity in a very similar way, even though there's not been a coaching change, uh, to maybe rally around a little extra support, um, it, the opportunity's been there for Indiana to have a similar fight over these last number of games, and they just haven't shown the fight, uh, Justin. Yeah, and, and look, look, moving forward, whether you like it or not, and I'm not going to name names, but there's going to be a number of these guys from this team come back next season. So these guys have an opportunity to instill some sort of faith in the Indiana fans that, hey, coming in this season hasn't been the best. It hasn't been what we expected, but looking towards next year, you can give the fans a lot of hope that maybe this thing can be corrected with some good recruiting, some good transfer portal guys. I mean, it seems like right now with Indiana, they're going to have to attack the portal pretty hard with just Liam McNeely signed. So that that's going to have to be a, a thing moving forward. But you have this last four games to really instill some confidence in the fans. And yeah, the season's not going to go anywhere. But if you go out there, try hard, play hard, be where you're supposed to be on the floor, just just give us something going into next season where we can hang our hat on and feel confident going into the next year. All right, Justin, stay with me for just a moment. A couple of texts on the Thornton's text line. Uh, this is a hopeful text here. Texter says, five years ago tonight, IU was playing Wisconsin at Assembly Hall. 
Wisconsin was in the top four of the Big Ten Conference, and IU was close to the bottom after struggling mightily in dropping 10 of their last 12. Wisconsin was a heavy favorite, but the Hoosiers pulled themselves out of the gutter and beat the Badgers on a last-second, heavily contested layup by none other than our own Romeo Langford. Could tonight be deja vu? I remember that game, and that's a hopeful IU fan right there. It's very possible, but uh, that is a nice text. Thank you, text. The situation the text sets the up very similar. Indiana's lost nine of their last 12, so 10 of their last 12 in that run, nine of their last 12 tonight? Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, one other text. Justin, you may have to help me with this one, or the texter can send us another message. But uh, on the Thornton's text line, it, it says, the booing could be one of the reasons why we lost Creek. Is he talking about uh, Maurice Creek? Mo or Creek, what, maybe? What? Yeah, I don't Yeah, I'm yeah, not exactly sure. But me neither. Thank you for the text, and feel free to clarify that a little bit further. Uh, 502-414-1450. All right, Justin, before we let you go, uh, you're going to be out in any postseason basketball. And I'm not just talking about Indiana. I know you broadcast some games sometime over in Louisville as well, which mm-hmm. I love the regional tournaments in, in Louisville area, the 6th, 7th, and 8th region. They're normally a Monday or Tuesday night championship game, so you can catch those after you've had some great uh, you know, regional hoops on Saturday here in Indiana. But what's on your docket this week? Are you broadcasting any big high school? Uh-huh. Man, am I broadcasting, Matt? Yeah, I, I am a busy guy. I did a doubleheader last night, the 28th District Semifinals over here in Kentucky. Tonight I will be out at Borden, calling Lanesville and South Central. Not expected to be a very good game, but two Harrison County teams. I work for a Harrison County radio station, so I'll be out there at Borden tonight. And then tomorrow night back at 28th District, girls and boys over here at Eastern High School for the championship. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. And then, of course, I'll have a game Friday, probably right back out at Borden, and then hopefully South Central able to beat Borden and and they can get to the championship game. So I'd have a game on Saturday as well. But, yeah, definitely a busy time of the year for me. All right, good stuff. You know, the one thing about the Kentucky tournament, the regionals are good. The Sweet 16 is awesome, mm-hmm. absolutely awesome, the way it's played out at Rupp Arena. I just don't get the districts where you're allowed to be beaten uh, and the top two teams still advance to the uh, to the regional. That is a strange deal in normally high school basketball, single elimination, one game, you got to win, loser goes home. It's it's still hard for me to understand that district, uh, the, the runner-up advances. Yeah, I've really struggled, or I, I struggled with that initially as well, but when I moved down to Florida to pursue the whole broadcasting thing, it's very similar to how they do it down there. The first round, the second-place team and the first-place team both advance to the next round, so luckily I'm pretty well-versed in the whole thing thing by now but yeah it it is a little weird but it also keeps more teams alive for longer which makes in turn the season go a little longer and for that I'm never going to complain yeah good stuff Justin Kalen with us here on this Tuesday program Justin we'll catch up tomorrow I'll recap Seymour and uh, you can recap Borden here on the show sounds good all right Uh, reminder we'll be at Seymour tonight 545 is our pregame coverage but will not be on the Big X. You will find us on one of our sister stations, WFIA 900 AM or 107.3 FM. You can catch that on either AM or FM 900 or 107.3. So make the plans to join us. You can also stream tonight if you're going to be in a gym somewhere else. 
WFIARadio.com. Again, WFIARadio.com is how you can listen in tonight. And we'll have both games. I think Jeff and Seymour will be fantastic. Uh, A contrast of styles. Seymour beat Jeff minus Trey Singleton in the regular season by one point. I think Jeff will score some more points tonight. Uh, Will Seymour be able to contain him? Will Seymour be able, with that defense, to slow him down? Uh, But it should be a good opener. Uh, The only thing I hate is 6 o'clock. It's hard for the fans to get there. And then it's uh, 8 o'clock or so. We'll have New Albany in Bedford, North Lawrence. And I think that has a chance to be just a super, super game. The regular season meeting last week, because of it was postponed from a, a Friday it was supposed to be played on because of some weather, uh, it was great. It was competitive. It was close. It was back and forth. And if we get that kind of matchup again tonight, it will be par for the course on what sectional week should look like. So I think we've got two really good games going tonight. I'm still picking Jeff to win the sectional, uh, but they've got a tough opener. If Jeff can win the opening round game, I think they cruise to the championship, and then you never know what happens at that point. But New Albany and Bedford is going to be a great one as well. So hopefully you can get a ticket, and it, there's going to be plenty of seats. But hopefully we get a good Tuesday crowd, and you can make it up to Seymour for two great games tonight. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. We'll dig into IU and Wisconsin more. And, of course, that game will be here on the Big X tonight with the legendary Don Fisher on the IU radio network. To this break we go, back with more on IU. We'll talk more high school stuff as well later in the show. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Tuesday show. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, send us a text, 502-414-1450. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier joins on Tuesdays. We talk the latest in IU basketball. And tonight, Mike, a tough challenge at home for Indiana. It's the Badgers of Wisconsin coming to town. Indiana needs a win just to stop the bleeding, and Wisconsin is looking to improve their uh, standing for the postseason, whether that's the Big Ten tournament and maybe the NCAA tournament as well. Tough matchup here, no matter how you slice it tonight, for this struggling Hoosiers team. Yeah, um, Badgers is a pretty appropriate name for Wisconsin when it comes to Indiana. They've been badgering IU for a couple decades now, and tonight is probably – uh, going to be no different, at least as it relates to the, the challenge that's, that's in front of Indiana. Um, it, interestingly enough, I mean, I think when Indiana played them uh, back in January, Wisconsin looked like a team that was really on the, the up and up, um, you know, sitting right at the top of the Big Ten at the time. But they've struggled here of late, too. I think they're 5-5 five and five over their last 10 games. So they're going to arrive at Indiana as you said, still with NCAA aspirations and really looking to, to find answers while, while Indiana's obviously everybody knows in a completely different place. So that, that'll be an interesting aspect uh, of it as well. You know, obviously Thompson's playing for, for a lot more for the, the current season than IU. 
Um, but you, you just never know what, what's going to motivate a team from, from night to night. So it, it'll be an interesting game to watch, um, but there, there's obviously two teams headed in, in different directions right now. Mike, I hate to be so negative all the time, but it just is where we're at with this year's Indiana basketball team. You have covered this team now for years. You've been around the Indiana program as a resident of the state uh, for years. Can you ever remember a – I mean, I know they exist, so I'm not trying to act like this is a first, but can you ever remember a worse stretch than what Indiana is in right now? And the, can, you, can you point to what maybe that the last one was? I was trying to think about that this morning. Yeah, I don't think it's been that long ago, honestly. Um, the the uh, 2018-19 season with Archie Miller, uh, I, I can't even remember the exact numbers, but there there was, I'll, I'll try to pull it up here as I'm talking, but there was a crazy run uh, during the middle of that season. That was the Romeo Langford uh, season. So, uh, it's not coming up here, but th- th- there was something along the lines of like losing 11 of 12 during the Big Ten uh, stretch. There, um, I- I've got it up now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they-, they lost seven in a row, beat Michigan State on the road, which was a crazy in and of itself, and then lost five more in a row. So that was yeah, losing 12 of 13 uh, during that Romeo Langford season in the middle of the season. The, the crazy thing about that was it turned around. You know, right here at this exact same point they're in this season and won their last four games of the Big Ten. And if folks remember, they they still had a chance to play their way into the NCAA tournament if they won a game or two in the Big Ten. Um, so that was just a weird season. But um, yeah, it, what what we're experiencing right now reminds me a lot of that season where it's just one gut punch after another. If there's one way that it's different. I think Indiana was a lot more competitive game to game that year than, than what they are this year. If you're asking me to, to pick out a time when Indiana was just getting blown out uh, with with a high degree of regularity like we're seeing right now, I would struggle to come up with anything that I think parallels what we're experiencing right now. To me, that is the real difference right now. Is Indiana, on a lot of occasions, is just not competitive. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us talking IU basketball. Uh, about Indiana, let's go through some of the, I guess, the storylines, the things we're watching tonight and the rest of the season. Xavier Johnson, is is this the game that he comes back? Do you have a feel uh, for when that could be based on anything Mike Woodson said earlier this week? Yeah, I mean, yesterday he said that he's got a chance. He's, he's been back on the court. He's going through practice. It hasn't been like the full-on contact type practices, but but he, but he's right there. He's on schedule. It was expected to be a four to six week deal when he suffered the elbow injury against Iowa a month ago, and we're right at that four week mark uh, tonight. Uh, so it sounds like he has a chance. I think Woodson did express some reservations about throwing a guy out there that that hasn't been practicing a ton, and I think we've already seen this year firsthand, you know, what Xavier Johnson can look at look like when he's coming into a game cold it hasn't always gone well he specifically hasn't played well against wisconsin throughout his career so um, what exactly we'll see if if he does play tonight could be very interesting i mean at least if, if nothing else you could speculate that he could come into this game with 
with a little bit more fresh legs than he had last go around because this is an upper body injury and not not his legs. So I would expect that that his conditioning and stamina might be a little bit better than it was last time. But I think this is just going to be a situation tonight where we'll watch in pregame to see what he looks like and, and whether or not he's going to go. Like two things that I'll be paying attention to tonight, and I'll be watching the game later after I get back from covering the Seymour sectional first-round contest. But defense and shooting, that's kind of been the things all season long from the very onset of this season all the way now to the very end of this regular season that have been key points of concern for Indiana. And the defense, Mike, I think in recent games has slipped even further and the shooting continues to be very dismal. I think Indiana had its first three-point make when McKenzie Mbako hit a shot with, like, what, 130 left in the second half of the game uh, on Saturday at Penn State or against Penn State. Uh, So those are the two things that I think can help Indiana if they can make small improvements in those categories, win a game or two the rest of the way. But if things stay status quo, uh, not sure if Indiana's going to pick up another victory Go through those two areas of concern for us, Mike, and what you see out there and and maybe why the development, the improvement just really hasn't been there. Yeah, I mean, if you had asked me coming into the season, and I I wrote this actually, you know, one thing that I felt confident that Indiana was going to have night in and night out, I would have told you it would have been perimeter defense uh, with, you know, veteran guards like Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway kind of out at the top of, of that defense. And uh, so, so you know, missing Johnson for a significant portion of the season and even in the games where he has been there, he's either, you know, kind of getting himself back into the rhythm or hasn't been right. You know, that that's just been an aspect um, that, that's been underappreciated missing from Indiana um, as you – correctly hit on their, their defense has just not been good for, for a good stretch of the season and, and it's been quite honestly bad in a, in a lot of games some of these runs that they've given up uh you know against teams like nebraska and penn state have been just kind of hard to process but i think you know while, while johnson can be erratic offensively i, I think he is a pretty good defender when, when he's 100 percent healthy um, and so I, I don't think there's any doubt that that's been a part of it. You know, I also am of the view that McKenzie Mbako and Malik Renew are playing out of position this year, uh, for, especially from a defensive standpoint. I think both of them would be better defensively uh, if Mbako was at the four and, and Renew was at the five. So I don't think that's helping anything uh, from, from a defensive standpoint, especially when you're playing guard-oriented perimeter oriented teams. So um, I think you're dead on accurate in that assessment that the defense just hasn't been there. And then, you know, shooting has been well documented throughout the season. Um, I, I don't, I think we're just at that point where I just don't think it's reasonable to expect Indiana to shoot the ball. Well, uh, except for maybe the occasional kind of one-off game where, where everything's falling. I, we saw that a little bit, ironically enough, up at Wisconsin in January, they, they shot, Six of 14 from three, shot 81% from the free throw line in that game. But guess what? It was the defense that, that let them down in that game. Um, uh, so you, you just never know from game to game. It just feels like a team that, you know, it, it's kind of like a dam that has a leak and you, you patch up one uh, leak and another one springs somewhere else. It, it's just kind of that team that just can't kind of put it all together and, and put together 
you know, even if they get a win here or there, they certainly haven't been able to, to put together any kind of runs throughout the course of the season. All right, Mike, let's talk a little bit more about Wisconsin. Uh, mentioned they've had a good bounce-back season this year under Greg Gard. 18-9 overall, 10-6 and six in Big Ten play. And by the way, it's a 7 o'clock game tonight on Peacock. Uh, the women also have a game later this evening as well. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But uh, Wisconsin uh, cruised past Indiana 91-79 last month in Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. Uh, take us through this Wisconsin team, uh, who they are as we head into the final handful of games of the regular season. Well, I think they're a team that, that really played the transfer portal well during the offseason, picking up A.J. Store. I think he fit, fit them really well. Um, you know, just gives them kind of a dynamic playmaking guard that, that they kind of needed coming off last year, which was clearly a disappointment for them. You know, they, they've got veteran big men and Tyler Wall and Stephen Crow, who kind of give Wisconsin that, that traditional, you know, toughness and physicality on the block. And Chucky Hepburn um, is, a, is a good point guard, quick, you know, gets a lot of steals, uh, has some playmaking ability of his own. Indiana fans know Max Klesman very well for a number of reasons in that that first matchup, you know, I, I can't remember how many points in a row he scored on his own in that game to turn that game, something in the neighborhood of 20. Uh, and then he also had the incident with CJ Gunn in, in that game as well. I think he would have been, and to some extent still will be tonight, kind of the, the target of the, the student section um, because of that incident. I don't even know how many students are going to show up for this game, given everything that's transpired since. Um, but but that lineup collectively with those five I just mentioned, along with some some good freshman play that I don't think was necessarily expected, has helped them to kind of get back to to the level that I think Wisconsin fans expect. With with the caveat that I don't think their defense has really uh, been where you'd expect from Wisconsin. The, the reason why they struggled when they did struggle was because they weren't able to to stop people defensively. You know, you look at their Five losses since they played Indiana. They gave up 80, 75, 72, 78, 88. I mean, those, those are not Wisconsin games by any stretch of the imagination. So they've had to figure some things out defensively, and we'll see tonight if they've got that solved. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. The IU men on Peacock, the IU women also play, and it's on, what is it, one of the ESPN stations, I think. Uh, someone said, good. Uh, make the IU men harder to watch since the IU women are playing so well. I'll be able to see that one and not Peacock. But a busy night tonight of IU basketball with both the men and the women in action. Yeah, you also got the the baseball team playing at home at 4 o'clock, which is going to complicate parking for the the people going to that game. Um, But, yeah, a lot of IU uh, athletics going on. The women, you know, you, you look at their game tonight against Northwestern. That, that's a team that they just completely dominated uh, earlier in the season, just a few weeks ago. So you would expect them to go up there and, and get a, get a win. Um, but you never know on the road in the Big Ten. Th- things can turn. But that's the game you look at and you think, you know, uh, looking at the score from last time, they beat Northwestern 100 to 59 in Bloomington just a few weeks ago. So that's a game tonight. You're right. Exact same tip, exact same time on BTN at seven o'clock that, you know, if Indiana fans can't stomach uh, what's going on with the men's team, the, the IU women in a lot of ways are kind of, you know, the, the 
the, the structure of a roster that, that Indiana probably aspires to on the men's side. You got an all American center in McKenzie Holmes, and then she's surrounded by four uh, starters who all shoot 40% or better from three point range. I mean, that, that's about as modern as you can get. Um, you know, they're coming off a, a very impressive win at home over number four, Iowa. And, um, you know, they, they've got their shortcomings, no doubt about it. They've struggled at times defensively, probably aren't athletic as they need to be to, to really contend for a Final Four run. But but they're right there in the conversation. And anytime you put that kind of shooting on the court, you're a dangerous team that can upset anybody. It's just a question of whether or not they can put together a run this season. Uh, no question. Mike Schumann, Daily Hoosier, good stuff, Mike. Always fun to catch up. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Okay, Matt, look forward to it. All right, uh, talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. A reminder, want to make sure I put this out again, high school basketball tonight will be in Seymour, 545 pregame coverage and 6 o'clock Jeff Seymour. Around 8 o'clock New Albany Bedford, but it won't be on the Big X because of the IU men. We will be on 900 AM and 107.3 FM, WFIA. Uh, Two good signals. You can hear us. You just got to make sure you know to switch over to 900 AM or 107.3 FM. And it's also streaming online as well. The address for that is WFIARadio.com. Again, WFIARadio.com. All you got to do is hit the listen live button and you can tune us in. Uh, we'll have every basket, every play-by-play uh, story, the whole both games from Seymour tonight, two really good games to get sectional week started here with our coverage uh, on the Big X and our family of radio stations. We'll head to a break. We're back with our final segment of this Tuesday show. More on high school hoops, the greatest week in the state uh, each year with all the sectional action taking place tonight. Will there be upsets? You can guarantee it across the state. There'll be a handful of upsets tonight. We'll talk about the local sectionals a bit more after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday program, the start of sectionals. This is just wonderful. It's my favorite time of the year, if you can't tell. Uh, just some good stuff tonight across the area. I've talked a lot about Seymour. It's where we'll be, but I want to spend a few moments talking about some of the other pairings tonight. Obviously, the sectional at Borden is another great place to be this time of year. And tonight, Christian Academy, 19-4, and opens against West Washington, who is 9-13. and the second game tonight, Lanesville four and seventeen against South Central, who is sixteen and six. So, Christian Academy and South Central big favorites tonight. That will set up a really good night of semifinals on Friday. Rock Creek is improving. They're young, eleven and eleven, sitting at five hundred on the season. Uh, them against Christian Academy could be a good one on Friday night. Borden, the home team, fifteen and eight. Doc Nash, he's built for the postseason. They will take on or should take on a good South Central team Friday night. The Borden sectional, 
that is an outstanding uh, field and should be, as the week moves on, an outstanding Friday night of play. Providence, they open up tonight. They'll take on a Eastern Pekin team that is 11-11 and 11 on the year. Providence 16-3, and three, so they are the favorite to move to take on Austin, who is 7-16 and 16 on Friday. If it wasn't for Brownstown being in this sectional, you could look at Providence's draw and say it's perfect. An okay Eastern team tonight. Uh, Austin team that struggled on Friday night, that puts them to the championship game. The bottom half of the bracket, Clarksville 10 and 12, not much of a factor, I don't think, although uh, they're better. They uh, they played the way they need to play to win games and to try to be competitive in games. They take on South Central, excuse me, Southwestern, who is 20 and 3 on the season. So uh, Southwestern is good. Providence, I think, better than them. See the regular season result. And then that second uh, game in the bottom of the bracket, Henryville 8 and 14 on the year against Brownstown 21 and 4 on the season. And that's where the issue comes in for Providence. This Brownstown team beat Providence 68-55 by 13 points in the opening game of the season. But Brownstown has done nothing but get better and better and better. Their only losses to 4A Lawrence North, to 1A Evansville Christian, which that was a surprise, uh, to 4A Christmas Attics, to 4A Jennings County, which was another surprise. And other than that, this team has been perfect through the season. So Brownstown, to me, the big favorite at Southwestern, Providence, behind them, next to them. But Ryan Miller, with him coaching and Providence playing the way they play, they got a chance. I don't know how good of a chance it is, but they do have a chance in that Southwestern Hanover sectional. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to see if all that plays out this week as well. Obviously, the 3A sectional, Locally, it's going to be at Scottsburg. You've got Salem and Silver Creek tonight. Salem, just a three-win team this season. Silver Creek, uh, 12-9. and nine. They should get to a Friday semifinal against Madison, who is 7-16. and 16. And, you know, Madison played Silver Creek pretty good in the regular season, so that could be a decent semifinal on Friday. The bottom half of the bracket, those are Wednesday games. North Harrison at 2-20 and 20 this season will take on the home team and the favorite in that sectional, Scottsburg, who is 18-5. And, and then it's Charlestown at 12-10, Corden at 10-13. Uh, that might be a decent game on Wednesday to see what the uh, – to help set up this, the uh, semifinal pairings on Friday. But that's a look at our local sectionals tonight. And we'll be on the air from Seymour on 900 a.m., and 107.3 FM at 5.45 tonight, streaming online at WFIARadio.com. Again, it's one of our sister stations here on the Big X. We've got IU Wisconsin men here on the Big X, so you can split back and forth if needed, but don't forget to tune us in. We'll be on WFIA 900 AM and 107.3 FM, WFIARadio.com tonight. Have a great Tuesday. Get out to a sectional ball game tonight. Even if you haven't been to a game all season, get out and support high school hoops in our state. We'll recap every bit of it tomorrow here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.